<laughs> Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe Alemo, and we're back. Um, really excited uh, for a few reasons. First of all, if you didn't see from LinkedIn last week, uh, this podcast got named in the top 41 sales podcasts in the U.S. Uh, thanks to you, not thanks to me. Thanks for you for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing, for sharing it out with your friends. So I appreciate every single person that's either listening to this or watching this. Um, so thank you for that. If you do get value in today's episode, if you've ever gotten value from any of the episodes, please subscribe if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leave a review on Apple, uh, subscribe to YouTube. You could check me out. You could check out my guests uh, and you can subscribe to that channel as well and leave a comment and then share it with a friend. Um, you know, help your, your colleague, your boss, your mentor, your mentee uh, get better at sales and we're all helping each other out. So I appreciate that. If you don't like what you hear, don't tell, don't tell a soul. Don't tell anybody. Um, with, with further, without further ado, I, want, I do want to get into uh, a little bit of background on today's interview with Galem Girmay. Uh, you you got to know Galem. You got to love Galem. Um, there's a lot of people I've met this year on LinkedIn because, you know, you can't really meet people in person. Um, so I've met a lot of people through LinkedIn and, and just through connections. Galem's one of those people. And Galem's one of my favorite people that I've met this year. And um, you know, we, I, I had the pleasure of co-hosting the Millennial X Coffee Talk with her and Richard Harris, and that was a blast. And Galem, if you do not know her, she's an account executive over at Flywire. She's the co-founder of Rev Genius, which is a community for revenue-generating sales, marketing, and RevOps professionals. Uh, her and Jared Robin run that. Uh, they are, she is just connecting with everyone. She's networking with everyone. She's adding value everywhere. And I've got so much respect for what she does. I've learned a lot from her. And uh, I think you're going to learn a lot from her too. So in this episode, in this conversation, we talk about um, first her, her initial immigration from Sweden to the US. Uh, that was about 10 years ago. We, we go back in the day a little bit and talk about that. Uh, we talk about, you know, how she's building Rev Genius, how she's networking so often, uh, why it's important to give, give, give before you ask for something in return. Um, we get into some of her tips for if you're not hitting quota right now, she says that life doesn't begin and end with your quota, which uh, was a good reminder for, for yours truly. And she even talks about her digital disconnect day, which was cool. Uh, one day a week where she's not touching devices. She's just reading and thinking and cooking and eating herself. And uh, God, we could all use a little bit more of that right now. Um, I tried to do a little bit of that this weekend. Disconnect, sit in the park, read a book. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. So um, you're going to find that that Galen is, is a great example of, you know, uh, the, the, the two sides, very versatile of networking, business, sales, driving, pushing, ambitious with kind of spiritual and, you know, kind of thinking about things in the macro and the big picture. And um, I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Again, if you do find value, subscribe, review, uh, you know the drill. Just spread some love, will you? Uh, without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Galen Gourmet. Let's go. Galem Gourmet, welcome to Millennial Sales. Good evening to you. Good morning to me. <laughs> yes. What's up, Tom? This is exciting. I know you have uh, really, really great topics on your podcast, and I've listened to it and some of the guests that you have coming on. I'm thrilled to be here and excited to have a conversation and continue what we did a couple of months ago together, because I loved the time that we spent every Thursday. So excited to, to be on here. So I appreciate this. Absolutely. Yeah, I got to say, before we even get into the, the real meat and potatoes here, doing the coffee talk with you and Richard was, you know, as, as messed up of a year 2020 has been uh, in so many different ways. That was what that's one of my highlights of the year was, uh, first of all, meeting you two. I didn't even know that you two existed on this planet uh, heading into the 2020. So not only meeting you, 
but working with you both uh, for an extended period of time on the coffee talk, it was it was a hell of a good time. So I just feel very fortunate to have met you and, and Richard and um, excited to have this conversation. Oh my, yeah. So let's get cracking. I saw um, a post from you maybe a week or so ago uh, outlining uh, you were in some sort of a bus or, or something from 10 years ago when you uh, landed in New York and you got the, uh, you know, uh, empire state of mind going on uh, with some yeah. of the lyrics. So um, could you, could you explain that situation um, and what that was like coming into New York city and coming into America 10 years ago? For sure. This is uh, actually the second time this week I was on another podcast uh, and, and, the person asked me the same question and I thought, wow, I know this is going to come up because this was such a, not only was it an impactful moment at a time 10 years ago to me, but I think a lot of people recognize part of themselves in that journey and those feelings. So, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, I was uh, moving from Sweden. That's where I was born and raised. I was moving from Sweden to the U.S. to be an au pair. So basically an in-house nanny taking care of two kids for this beautiful family that uh, that I still have in my life to, to this day. And so that journey meant that I was part of a program with a bunch of other pairs across the globe. And what we do and what they do in this program is that you have a week of training and everyone goes to New York for the training, like outside of New York somewhere, not in the city. And that's what you do for a week. And then from there on, you move on to into your respective families. So that was the first time of that video that you mentioned that you saw was me for the first time 10 years ago in the U.S. in New York City. And that was such a big moment in my life. Like I came from a really small town in south of Sweden where where life is very different, uh, much smaller. Um, And coming into New York was like, whoa what is going on? This is intense. This is busy. This is loud. Um, And it was just such a great moment at that time to be there. Eventually, I ended up really not loving New York so much as I did that first very moment. Like now I find it just more stressful and I get like a little bit of anxiety anytime I would be in New York. Um, So that, that was what that moment was for me. And it was a reflection when I posted that on LinkedIn, it was a reflection of, wow, so much has happened in the past 10 years in my life. I've gone into so many different areas and explored so many parts of myself. And I met so many incredible people. I've had tons of ups and downs, tons of adversity. And what it, what happened to me that day when I saw it was I got really emotional. And I was sitting on my couch watching this video like twice and at one point I was crying, another point I was like smiling, at another point I was like thinking and reflecting on what happened in those particular moments that I got flashbacks to. And it was just such an overwhelming feeling, but also a great reminder. Totally. And uh, you ever think about, I was talking about this with a friend the other day, uh, you know, ambitious people, like, you know, I would label you as someone that is very ambitious and, and works super hard. And I'd label myself the same way. And we often look into the future, like, here's what I want to accomplish. Here's what I'm going for. Here's what I'm gunning after. And we don't spend a lot of time thinking about the past. And um, I just kind of randomly recalled, uh, I read in a Tony Robbins book that it was like an exercise of, you know, rate yourself one to 10 on all these different things, you know, financially, your health, your business, whatever. And then do that same thing for where you were five years ago. And I was like, oh, shit, because for me, you know, I just I graduated school, you know, six years ago. So it's like, man, I was in a totally different place five years ago. So for you, I don't know if that stirred up some of the same feelings from like, you know, that 10 years ago, like, man, life changes a lot in that amount of time. hundred percent. I mean, just from so many different angles, like I I was single at the time when I moved from Sweden to US, I actually had broken up with with my ex-boyfriend because I just realized that, well, this isn't for me. Uh, I can't stay in this little bubble of mine. Like I got to go somewhere else. And he wasn't willing to do that. And I said, I well, like, peace out. I got to go. Like, <laughs> I know this isn't it for me. I'm not ready to settle yeah. down at the age of 20. Um, 
so there was that change. And then um, I didn't have an education at that time. And I, I hadn't even thought about getting education when I was 20. Like, this is not how I was raised. The Under the circumstances that I was raised, which was in foster care and not having that level of influence in my life or a network of people to go to, I had no idea that I was going to end up going to college before I moved to the U.S. Like, that was not part of the plan. Matter of fact, like me even staying in the U.S. for the next nine years was definitely not part of the plan. That kind mm. of just happened over time in me, like figuring out what I want to do next and then taking action on that and moving into that part of my life. So with all of those things, like, yeah, when you when you look back and, and you reflect and, and the beautiful thing about that is the fact that you start to connect the dots. And that's the exciting part. That's That was the part of the reflection for me before I posted that on LinkedIn was that I was sitting down and I started to realize all these different dots connecting to one another and the people that I met have led me to a certain direction and the things that the decisions that I made at the time that led me to the next thing and the next thing. And then here I am. And mm. now I'm like, wow, I know I'm going to be able to look back at this in five and 10 years and see other connecting dots in the story. Yeah, and that's a good segue because you one of the things that to me stands out about you and, and what makes you so great is your ability to and your willingness and your uh, prioritization of networking and meeting people and adding value to different people across uh, you know, the we'll call it the the sales world, but maybe that's just a little too maybe even niche because it's really just across, you know, your professional network, right? Of people you know and don't know. Um, yeah. because I think a lot, a lot of times we think, you know, if I want to get to a certain place, it's just going to all happen at once. And like, I'm going to do this one big thing and then I'm going to, you know, make all this money or whatever, or, you know, start this company. But it's really to your point, like millions of just like little micro tiny actions. And my understanding of you is like, you seem to be doing that all the time. Mm -hmm. So could you maybe for the folks out there that want to get better at, doing those micro actions and even more importantly, networking and getting to know people and expanding your, your uh, network and your influence. Like what's your, do you have a strategy for that? Do you have a mindset about that, that you use? Cause you're doing a great job of it. Well, first of all, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, this is something I think I take for granted. Uh, I just had my first coaching session yesterday and, and she pointed this out as well. And she said, Galem, I think that you're taking some of these qualities of yours for granted and you have this high level of um, uh, expectations not just on other people but more so on yourself you know so you you disregard some of those areas that are actually a quality to have that a lot of people are trying to get to and i think at the core of it for me it's coming from a genuine place of like i generally want to get to know these individuals i'm not here trying to make them take a certain action or change their behaviors or do something that I would like them to do at the end of it. It's like when you're giving a gift to someone, you're not giving a gift to someone expecting that to be returned, right? So if I buy you a gift, Tom, I'm not buying it in, in expecting that you're going to return a gift to me at some point. I'm buying it because I want you to have this gift generally, you know, and same thing when I reach out to people and connect with them, I want to get to know them. I want to know who they are. I, I want to be able to learn something from this individual and hopefully in return, they learn something from me as well. So it's being in, intentional about those connections that I'm making. And then it goes to, to the other step outside of myself of me connecting people with other people that I know. So this happens all the time. Like I listened to a podcast earlier this week they talked about a specific sales topic. And then I have my other friend who doesn't know these individuals yet. Th that's what I found out. And I, he had come to me and said, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. This is the project. Could you help me out? I said, absolutely. I can help you out with that. But also, here are some other people who are doing the same thing. So let me connect you with them. So I made an introduction to, to those two. And then from there on, it just kind of grows. And, and I think I look at it like, what's the just like LinkedIn, you know, you have your first degree, 
then you have your second and your third. And that's how I look at the people in my life of like, who do I know that, that somebody else might not know yet that I can connect to one another and create a, a better network across the board. So that, that's one way. Another tactical way that I started to do a couple of weeks ago that's helping me keep track of all of this because relying on one source or one place like LinkedIn to help you stay in touch and, and, and talk with people, I think is, is very limiting to me at least. Uh, and I really suck at following up with people on LinkedIn with LinkedIn messages. I say this all the time, like, please don't take it personally if I don't get back to you because I cannot keep up with it. I really can't. And that's an area I'm trying to work on and figuring out like a hack to. And Scott Lease and I talked about this and I think we came to the conclusion that there really is no hack to this. You have to follow up, you have to do the work. Um, so that's what I'm spending more time on. But what I did a couple of weeks ago that's worked really well for me is having my own personal CRM. And that has been a game changer for me because just like you, Tom, like you have your podcast, you have a bunch of other stuff going on in your life. How do you keep track of that other than using a Google spreadsheet, you know, and then not finding the link to your Google spreadsheet? Like, how do you stay on top of that organizing, updating it? Like something I found frustrating was I was trying to find people in my network, their Calendly links. There's no centralized place to find people's Calendly links that I might have sent you. Like, unless you create that centralized space. So I created my own personal CRM using HubSpot and that's where I organize and structure everything. So I have people as contacts in HubSpot and I add the information that is important to me, like their cell phone numbers, their calendar links uh, and any other notes uh, that I find important, like their birthdays or anniversaries or whatever it is. And I use that to keep track of all of this information about the people in my life. Wow, that's that's pretty epic. Does did someone tell you to do that or is that just an intuitive move? It was an intuitive move for me. I just thought, well, what works for me in in my professional life and you know, I I use Salesforce every day and that works um to keep track of my accounts and my leads and my contacts and I thought, how can I do this for myself because I'm getting really really overwhelmed with the amount of people that I have in my life and there are those people who you just stay in touch with and stay in, in contact with because you like their vibe or you, you know, they motivate you, inspire you. Then there are the other people who you talk to very regularly, who you are like on a text basis with, or mm -hmm. you can pick up the phone and call them. Those are the people. And I know other people have used this as sort of like a personal, like almost advisory board, you know, or whatever yeah. they want to call it. And they go to those people for advice. Right. And those are the people you want to keep the closest to your heart because those are the people who are going to help you and that you're going to help as well. So those are the individuals that I would use in my personal CRM and, and put them in there to keep in touch with. And half of them already, I, I rem, you know, you start to remembering certain things like I know some people's uh, wife or husband's name or what their anniversary date is like. But when you learn this information, piece by piece in different environments and you're very intentional with like you know what this is a person I'm vibing with or this is a person I want to learn from but let me be intentional with how I go about that mm. and make my life easier in the process of it so this is now we're getting down the rabbit hole I like this I have no one has told me this I've got <laughs> it's embarrassing I have an Evernote file I use a lot of Evernote on my phone with a group of like just these lists of people that like, you know, I've got this list for, I think about like networking and relationships a lot as like a plus minus equal, like people that are plus like further along in their career that I want to learn from minus people that are just starting out or maybe just in college that maybe I can, you know, help kind of mentor and guide a little bit and then equal people that I see in generally the same ballpark that is a peer and someone that I enjoy connecting with and can learn from and maybe teach some things too. And, and like, you know, things like that. So I've just got this long ass list on Evernote. And then every now and then I like go check in and I try to update and say like, this is when I last talked to Galem or, you know, Richard Harris or whoever it's so confusing. So now I'm go, I might buy HubSpot today. Well, actually, <laughs> this is like an I ad swear. for HubSpot. 
it, it, it's becoming an ad for HubSpot and they're not even paying me yet for it, but um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Right. That's the key. Um, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't even cost you anything. And that's, that's like oh. a bonus, you know, it doesn't even, you can create a, a free account and start using it today. Well, that's what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. I love that. Um, now how does, how does everything that you're doing on this networking side then add into what you're doing across Rev Genius? Because you, God, you and Jared are just like, I'm saying just all over the place. I see you, you're always talking to someone or you're on a webinar or you got this going on or that going on. Every time I talk to you, like, Hey, we're doing a magazine now and we're doing this and we're doing that. So like, how does that all tie together? And maybe could you, uh, educate the audience a little bit if they're not on Rev Genius right now about what you guys are, are building? Yes, for sure. So yes, there are many things happening at once, but uh, what it comes down to, this community is for people who are in a revenue generating profession. So people in sales, marketing, rev ops, uh, are the people that we have in this community and what we call our family at this point. I know it sounds crazy to call a family of almost 7,000 people, but there are these, within a micro community, there are micro groups, which is like super meta, but super cool because we have now, since you and I spoke, there is another update. We have clubs now happening in Rev Genius. So there's like a sales club and marketing club. Uh, there's a outbound club. People actually today, it's Friday. People are sitting in a virtual room uh, and making cold calls like that's and people are making meetings happen on a Friday afternoon, which is wild and Hell super yeah. exciting. So uh, we do things like that activities. We do the roundtables. We do webinars. We just celebrating, you know, Women in Sales Month now. And we had a great webinar yesterday with Sales Loft, and then we have another one next week for uh, male allyship for women in sales, which is going to be great as well. So there are a lot of different areas and things that are happening. But at the very core of the purpose behind and the mission with the community is to educate empower and inspire our people. So that's that's what we try to do every single day. So the reason why I do a lot of work and I'm up at the craziest hours of the day working across two, three different time zones is because of that, because I've seen the results that it's giving our members. People are like so grateful for the things that we're putting together. Like I had a great conversation with someone yesterday who I've tried to connect with for, for weeks now, and it just never really happened because we had things happening in our respective lives. Finally, we connected and, and we had like the best time. It's like we've known each other our whole lives. Uh, and then she ended up like writing me a thank you note and, and messaged it to me. Like she didn't post it in the mail, but she wrote a thank you note and then she took a picture of it and sent it to me. And that was the most beautiful thing that I could never have expected coming out of a conversation with someone who lives, uh, you know, across the pond who I've never met in person. Mm. Isn't that crazy that in this, in such a digital age and especially 2020 where we're not having a lot of in-person interactions with people, um, that you can still make those connections and mm. it still just trips me out going back to earlier today, you know, earlier in our conversation is like, I didn't know you six mm. months ago. Right. And you didn't know her or maybe you knew her name, but you didn't have a conversation with her until you did. And then it was this super impactful thing. So uh, I think it's it's something that you just can't underestimate how powerful some of these communities can be, uh, right? The people that you might be able to meet, the things that you can learn. Uh, sure. You got 7,000 people there, right? So you're probably going to, to your point, find your kind of your click, your group that you vibe with. And um, even if you only, if you, you're not going to meet all 7,000 people, but I imagine that even if you meet just a handful that you mm. become really close with, that's, that's worthwhile. Like that's why you go to a group like that is, is to try to kind of find other like-minded people. For sure. And it helps you like, uh, you know, during the day I I'm an account executive. I work in sales full time. So not only is it helping me, uh, to make personal connections with people and and get that part uh but it also professionally helps me to elevate my game as a sales professional like i've mm. learned so much from meeting with other people 
And so that's been super helpful. It also is great. Like I've met really, really impactful leaders who are helping us as advisors for RevGenius. So that's also super exciting. Um, so, you know, it, overall, it I think just a really good add-on to one's life to have that kind of support and community, whether it's with us at RevGenius, and there are many others out there as well that can help people in certain aspects of their life. But at the very core of it, it's just you being open enough to receive that, you know, to make those connections and to make it in a genuine way and to continue to just spread the love and appreciation and gratitude to other people. And have you read the book Give and Take by Adam Grant? I have not. Galen, but I will write read, that down and I will read that. <laughs> read the book because do you, are you familiar with, with, uh, with him? He's got like a podcast and a few other books. He's um, he's a professor at Wharton. Um, he's got some really popular TED Talks and he gets into psychology. But the whole purpose of the book or the whole thought is, you know, there's givers and takers in life and in business. And I think for the instinctively, uh, you think that people that are really successful might be those that take a lot and take advantage of opportunities and things like that. But he outlines all these different people that are just super givers and mm. how that, you know, returns the favor 10 X in the future. So when we're thinking about like, well, why, you know, if I'm listening to this podcast, I'm thinking like Galen, Tom, why would I go to Rev genius? Or why would I go to a webinar? Why would I go have this conversation with this person that I don't know and waste 30 minutes of time? And like, that's stupid. Well, the point is you might first, you might learn something from them off the bat. But second, if you're doing that enough times and you can find a way to help them, like that might not give you anything in the, in the near term, but if you do that and you're planting seeds all over the place, uh, that opens up so many doors later in life, right? Like when you want to get that job 10 years from now or that round of funding and the person that is the hiring manager or the investor is someone that you helped out 10 years ago, you're going to be glad you had that conversation. And there's a lot of people later in their career that I've talked to um, that have said that, like, you know, they have all these opportunities because of laying the groundwork, planting seeds, trying to help other people when they didn't need anything. Um, so it's a, it's a great book and it, it helps to kind of reinforce just like, man, why am I doing all this stuff again? Oh yeah. Cause I'm, I'm a giver and I want to be helpful to people. And that's also how is, I'm going to be successful later in life. Well, so you're right. And what you bring up is the key. It's the why. When people mm. don't understand what their why is, then it's really hard to, for everything else to align with that. So if you're not clear with why you are doing this, like what's the purpose? Oh, I'm not getting anything out of it. Okay, that's fine. Not everything in life is transactional. You know, mm. there is something bigger than that in life. Not everything is, oh, if I do this, then I get that it's more, it, it, it's not that linear. It, it goes all over the place. You will not see the return of your energy <laughs> until mm -hmm. much later on, or you may never see it, but that's not the point. The, the point is not to get a return on whatever investment that you made with your time or your energy or your efforts or whatever it is. Like if you're doing something, do it because you truly want to help that other person. And don't yep. do it from a selfish standpoint of like, what do I get out of it? Absolutely. And this, this kind of, you know, dives us into like mentality mindset. Mm -hmm. I was excited because when we're talking before the show, you said, Hey, I want to talk about mindset and I could, sure. you know, it's like seven 30 in the morning. I could talk about this until the sun sets. Like I just love talking about, you know, mindset and psychology and attitude and things like that. So like what, mm. what has been, what has been a breakthrough for you or what's top of mind for you about mindset right now? Yeah, uh, it's having good habits and routines. Mm. Something that I'm still struggling with, but I'm being very intentional and thoughtful about it. And what happened to me was I did not have a particular framework around this. Like, how, how do I create these better habits? And what happened was when COVID was going down in March, at least here in the UK, when we started to get into lockdown, 
I was in a place of like, what do I do with myself at this point? Like, how, how do I not become bored? You know, like I was at the time scrolling on TikTok because I was so bored. I didn't know what else to do with myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that, that was life. Uh, I eventually ended up deleting the app because it, it took up way too much time and I had other things to do. But um, that's also at the same time, you know, in what it was in May slash June was when RevGenius was founded by, by me and Jared. So there were a lot of things happening since March. But I remember March 23rd was the day that I just decided to, like, really get my shit together when it comes to overall my habits of exercising more, not eating anything that's not healthy for me. Uh, trying to get better at sleeping at normal hours, which I'm still struggling with, by the way, I, I'm not there yet. Um, but that's what happened. I had a kickstart in March, end of March, and was like, all right, I got to do something. What can I do to kickstart myself into a better routine of habits? And I remember like, oh my God, probably six, seven years ago, I did Insanity. And I thought, I got to do it again. So I got a subscription for Insanity. What's that? It's a workout routine. It's a okay. rigorous workout routine. Absolutely madness. But I did it <laughs> years ago, completed the program, and I loved the way I felt afterwards. And now I was like, I got to do it again, you know? So I did it again. I started on like a Thursday. And I just did that for the next 60 days. And that completely kickstarted. Uh, my habits because you have to work out every single day the first month is for about 40 minute of workout six days a week you get to rest on Sundays and month two it's an hour workout you get to rest on Sundays that's what I did completed the program completely changed uh, my habits in terms of having that daily routine um, mm. and I lost tons of weight as well which was a plus like that was a bonus I think I lost like 23 pounds doing this exercise routine. shit yeah um and so I did that and then started to eat better planning you know planning a little bit more intentionally with the activities I have in my life and then after that you know that's when RevGenia started then I started to fall back on the sleeping routines because there's so much to do when you start a new community that uh that's falling behind but and then most recently like a few weeks ago I started to reading a book called The Miracle Morning I don't know if you've mm -hmm. heard about this book I, it. I know I know of it it's on my list also on Evernote uh <laughs> but I haven't read it yet really really good book that really helped me figure out how to create better routines in the morning so Every day, I spend the first hour and a half to two hours. So I wake up at 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m., depending on how late I went to bed. But somewhere in between that, I would wake up and I would just focus on six things, completing those six things. So it's if you read the book, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's called Savers. So it's six things that you do. So the, the first thing is – and you doesn't have to be in this order like this is not my order of doing it but these are the six six things it's savers okay. so the first s is for silence the a is for affirmations v is for vis visualizations e is for exercise r is for reading and s is for scribing meaning like writing yeah. so those six things i do not in that particular order uh, but I do those six things and it changes the way I think and the way I feel about the rest of my day. So between 5 and 7 a.m., all those things are completed. I can then start working at, you know, 7.30 a.m. And that's mm -hmm. changed my whole, like, schedule and, and the way I feel for the rest of the day to really continue to to go and kick ass, you know, and and make some exciting things happen with the right mindset yeah. of, like, I can I can do this. Because what I usually would do was like setting my alarm the night before. Then when it goes off in the morning, I'm like, oh, no, 10 more minutes, five more minutes. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I was definitely that person that that would snooze my alarm every single morning. And when I stopped doing it, I was way more excited about the day ahead. And I didn't start the day with disappointing myself with the intentions that I had set the night before. Yep. Well, I think that it's it's just about kind of getting your head in the right spot, warming up, so to speak. Pri some people call it priming, 
however you yeah. want to say it, that you're then in the right mindset to tackle whatever happens in your day, whether you're cold calling people, you're hopping on 12 back-to-back -back meetings, you have an issue personally that you have to deal with, you are, you're able to handle those situations better because you took care of yourself, you know, in that first 60 to 90 minutes of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you were building the habit, whether it's doing that stuff, whether it was, you know, the workout program, whether it's anything else, what, what is it that actually got you to, let's just maybe stick with the insanity, uh, example, what made you stick through those two months? Was it that you paid for it? Was it that it was on your calendar every day that you had to do? Was it like, I'm just going to do this before I start work. And like, that's my new routine. And then once you started doing it, you got in a rhythm. What, like, why, why did you, why did that stick versus it sounded like maybe, you know, exercising every day or, or frequently wasn't happening before. So why did it, why did it change? So what I thrive in is structure and organization. So mm. the program gives you very clear and simple plan to follow. It tells you Monday, do this exercise, Tuesday, do this, etc. Like it tells you exactly what to do. And that was step number one. So I didn't have to figure that out. Had nothing to do with what I had to pay a, a yearly subscription for. Cause I'm like that, whatever. I could cancel that if I, if I really didn't like it, but because I've done it before, I know that I loved it. And because I had done it before, I remember how I felt when I used to do it. And what, what I felt when I did it consistently and stuck to it and was able to check off the box of like, yep, I did this exercise today. That's great. Looking forward to tomorrow. You know, what it did for me was that it made me accountable to myself. And, and what it helps me understand, which translates into so many different things, is that and you, you touched base on this earlier too, it doesn't just, that instant gratification, you don't just like within 24, 48 hours or 72, gonna lose 10 pounds, you know, or mm -hmm. get more muscles or be able to do 20 more push-ups. Like that's just not gonna happen. But if you commit to doing something little every single day and try to improve on that and stick to what you set out to do, then eventually you will get there. Just mm -hmm. trust the process. Like that is what I tell myself every single day. Trust the process. If you do what you set out to do and you're coming in with the right intentions, just trust that it will work out for you. Like I have it, I don't know if you can see my whiteboard behind me, but I have something on my whiteboard, a quote from Oprah that says, everything is always working out for me. Mm. I read that every single day, multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm struggling in the middle of something, I get out of my chair, I stand up and I look at my whiteboard for inspiration. And mm. that is something I read out loud. I said, everything is always working out for me. And I truly believe that it does, whether mm -hmm. it's good or bad. Like even when things happen that I'm not, that does not make me smile or make me feel great. I'm like, there's gotta be a purpose behind this. There's gotta be Absolutely. something at some point I would be like, yeah, this happened for a reason. And now I know the reason I might not know it now, but I eventually will figure that out. Once I start to connect the dots. That's what I'm talking about right there. Life is happening for us, not to us. Right. It's like that mindset shift, yeah. like, Hey, this is all happening for a reason. You know, we're not given things, you know, challenges that we can't, we're only given enough that we can overcome, you know, at any given point and that it makes us better or stronger or, wiser or, or, you know, in some way, shape or form better for the future. Um, and so that mindset shift as tough as it feels sometimes, um, that's awesome. I want to, uh, I want to get a little tactical. Mm. Um, we're both AEs. We're both selling. Um, I'd love to just hear from you, like what, what's top of mind? Like, is there anything that you've been working on recently? Um, has any, any, whether it's a tactic or whether it's, you know, so a way that you're structuring your day. Let me just say, if I'm an AE right now and I'm just, I'm not hitting my quota, uh, what would Galen say? Like, what's, what's something that we can do that tactically to make our sales lives better or easier? First, I would say, take a deep breath and believe and trust that everything will be okay. Like mm. life doesn't begin or end with a quota. It's just part of what we do as a profession. Mm. I would then have a conversation 
with your manager, you know, and sit down and say, like, I acknowledge that this is where I'm at right now. I also understand this is not where I want to be. And it's not where you probably want me to be either. So help me understand how I can do better. Like, let's work backwards. What's usually us as a sales rep, you know what your quota is, you know what you're being measured against. And if you don't, that's another conversation that you need to have to figure that one out. But once you do have that number and you do know those uh, quotas, you sit down and you work backwards. If the quota is reach, let's say 250K, let's say that's your quota, whether that's for a month, for a year, whatever it is, let's say that's the goal. Now you got to work backwards from there. Okay, so if I'm going to reach this goal, how am I going to get there? What am I going to have to do between now and let's say the end of the year to get to that goal? So what does that mean? What's the value of the contract that you're selling? What type of accounts are they? Are they complex deals? How am I going to get into those deals? How many people do I have to reach out to? How many phone calls am I going to have to make? How many emails might I need to send? How many people do I need to network into and get to know? Like work backwards from what the goal is to achieve that. Just same mm-hmm. as I did when, before I started my exercise routine of like, okay, why am I doing this? Going back to the why is extremely important. How do I want to feel by the end of this? So as a rep, I would ask myself the same question. How do I want to feel by the end of this quarter? And how will I be able to measure the success of me reaching those goals? and then work backwards. So you have a big number, 250K, let's say, and then you work backwards, working together with your manager so you're on the same path and plan. And then you get to the granular part of, this is what I need to do every single day. Once you figure that out, then you go ahead and block out the time to reach those goals. Because it doesn't really matter if you're that great at organizing and planning and structuring, and you're like, I got it, I figured it out. I blocked it on my calendar. That's great. But what are you going to do Monday morning when it says that you're supposed to prospect these accounts at 9 a.m.? And somebody else comes to you and says, hey, do you have a few moments? What do you do? To what standard do you put yourself in your priorities at that point? Yeah. So part of it, what I'm hearing is like having the purpose, right? So maybe that goes to what you're saying with the miracle morning of what you're visualizing or what your goals are right? And understanding, all right, at the end of the quarter, this is where I want to be or the end of, you know, this year, here's where I want to be. Here's where I want to feel. Here's what I want to have accomplished. Um, And then first starting with the end in mind. And then the second thing I'm hearing is like, all right, now we need to be more scientific, right? I'm getting from you that you like organization structure. And so let's not leave this to chance. If I know that I need to make 50 calls a day and I need to have five meetings a week or whatever the numbers are, then I got to do that. And if I don't do that, I can't expect to have that feeling at the end of the month because I didn't deserve, I don't deserve it truthfully because I didn't do the right stuff. Meanwhile, on the flip, if you do the right things and we're in sales, we all know sometimes, you know, the deals or the meetings fall your way and sometimes they don't and there's things you can control and things you can't. But if you can look back and reflect after the year and say, well, I did the plan and either maybe my plan was a little flawed or uh, some unfortunate things happened. I can be, I can be, you know, happy with myself that I did the right things or what I thought were the right things. And now I'm going to restructure the plan moving forward. Maybe I need to make some tweaks. Absolutely. And something else to add to all of this, which I think people tend to forget about is finding your gaps. Like mm-hmm. you figure all this stuff out, right? You, you plan it out, you, you sort everything out. But if you're not acknowledging where your gaps are, because even though you might have the plan of calling 50 people in a day, but once they pick up and you're not good at, at giving your value prop or having a conversation or you're not comfortable with it, well, there's a gap. And now you got to make time for that gap to figure that out so you can reach your goals. So again, going back to have a conversation, communicate with the people who can help you internally to to do that. And if they can't, now you have to look externally. And this is where I think communities like Rev Genius comes into place, where people jump in into the community, into these groups, and they say, hey, 
I'm having struggles with setting up meetings. I'm an SDR. I'm having struggles setting up meetings uh, and I need to reach my quota. What can I do? Well, join the freaking outbound club and you will be forced <laughs> to make phone calls, right? Yeah. Like, and not forced, meaning like you decided to do that, right? We're not forcing anyone to do anything. Right. But if you have that goal in mind of like, this is what I want to accomplish, well, then gamify it a little bit. Make it fun. Mm. Like we give people prizes for doing this. Like whoever leads or wins in this case would get something from us for doing that. And we mm. don't work with your company. Like I don't know what company you work for. And quite frankly, doesn't matter that's not the point the point is to motivate you to do your job so you can feel great at the end of that quarter or at the end of that year or whatever it is or maybe at the end of the day it doesn't have to be mm. as far out it can just be i want to feel good when i go to bed every night and this is the feeling that i want to have mm -hmm. so what have you done throughout the day to accomplish that because going back to it it's incremental things that are happening to lead to the bigger result or the bigger feeling so every hour truly matters for you to feel good at the end of that day. Every day matters for you to feel good at the end of that week. Every week matters for you to feel good at the end of that month, et cetera. So like, that's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. Do you, you brought up the point of, of gamification. Do you just out of curiosity happen to do that for yourself? Like, Hey, if I do ABC because you're grinding and you're working your ass off, like, do you, once you hit a certain point, do you reward yourself with a gift or a this or a that 100%. or a something? You, could you just 100%. tell me, could you tell me like as specifically as you can get, you don't, whether you want to give an example or not, just how you do that. It's something that I struggle to do. And I've had a few people ask me this week actually about that. And I haven't had a great answer. So I'm hoping to then, you know, kind of transfer your answer to them. Yeah. So, uh, start with the why what are you doing every day and why are you doing it and why does it matter so mm -hmm. i have my my list of things that like yeah these are urgent things these if i can accomplish this by the end of the week or by the end of the month that is something i would measure myself against and reward myself for so let's say i have uh, three buckets of my life that i need to fill and complete and accomplish now going very specific within each of those uh very granular might be like okay one bucket is my job as an ae if i can successfully make 50 calls send this many emails whatever i set up my goals to be in that bucket then i can check off that main bucket as completed the next one might be rev genius if i can get x amount of people to uh be interested and attend this particular webinar or if i can get another sponsor to say yes it's like i have those buckets of things and specific goals and that i can measure against if mm -hmm. if all of those are being completed then my goal uh, or my reward at the end of that month for example would be treating myself to uh floating it's it's a new thing i've started to do which i yeah. love I don't know if you've ever, have you tried that before? No, but I've, I've heard people have done it, but I had, I haven't done it myself. It's amazing. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's super, super relaxing to me. So that has become my reward now. Like I, that's the only time I would do it is because I've accomplished what I set out to accomplish. And I think if you're in control of this is coming from me, it's not somebody else telling me like, you know, these are the things that you need to do it's me creating for myself. So I am accountable to reach those goals. And then I get to reward myself for doing that. Mm, I love that. I'm going to transfer that. First of all, I'm going to use that myself and tell some people that, um, I know we're running short on time. I got one more question for you before we, uh, can then, you know, help folks connect with you. This is the selfish section. It's a new thing I'm bringing to the podcast where I ask something that is clearly just for my own benefit and not for the listeners and everyone else can, you know, turn off the podcast for a minute. You indirectly have helped me, uh, on a personal and professional level with book recommendations during the coffee talk. One that stood out was the five love languages. I know this is a sales podcast, but that book very, very much helped me. So, uh, I know we've talked about a few books today, but anything else that's top of mind or on the Galen's greatest hits of books that you would recommend to me business or otherwise? Yes. Um, there's two, hold on. 
I didn't expect this one. So there's, uh, <laughs> I think I might have already told you about it, but it's called The Untethered Soul. Have you read that one? I knew you were going to say that. I have it. I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll start there. I mean, this this one absolutely changed or helped me shift the perspective of thinking about my life and other people's lives and the impact. And uh, that helped me tremendously. Um, another one is called uh, Wherever You Go, There You Are. I just started mm. reading that like a week ago. I really, really like that book as well. These two books have nothing to do with sales. Absolutely nothing, but it has everything to do with life. Mm. And that is something that I'm really, really focused on right now, because I think with sales, I, I am well connected. I know a bunch of resources. I go to webinars every single week, multiple times a week. I do trainings. Uh, I do happy hours where I get to pick people's brains every single week. Like I spend a lot of time on personal development and learning from other people. Right. And that's amazing. That's really changed a lot of things for me and how I operate on a daily basis. But what I also spent a lot of time on recently is my weekly digital disconnect day. So mm. usually on Sundays, I completely disconnect. I turn everything off, my phone, my laptop, any electronics that I have, put it away in my drawer for 24 hours, sometimes more. And I just stay in the moment and I read books, I cook, I clean, although I hate doing that, but I have to do it. Um, and I just, I just am in the moment. Mm. I love that. That's a great place to, uh, to end it for today. Um, where can folks find you? They want to connect with you. They want to add value to you. Uh, maybe they want to join Rev Genius, whatever it is. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so definitely connect on LinkedIn. But I also recall just mentioning earlier that I suck at following up on messages. On LinkedIn. <laughs> but luckily, my phone number is on there. You can text me on WhatsApp or iMessage. Uh, equally, send me an email. All my contact info is on my LinkedIn. Uh, and then become a member of Rev Genius if you are in sales marketing or RevOps. Love to have you there and guide you in the right connection and, and direction there. Um, so go to revgenius.com and uh, those are the, the best ways, I would say. Um, I'm also on Twitter, which I've started to really enjoy hanging out on. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter's, so Twitter's kind of popping off now in the sales yeah. world, like slowly. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, you can find me on the Galen Girmay uh, on all those platforms and then uh, check out RevGenius.com. Awesome. Galen, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining and uh, enjoy you, the Tom. rest of your Friday. Thank you. You as well.